Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. Uh, that was bad. We got Megan, we got Eric, we got Rudo coming to you live after the Avs lose 7 to nothing to the Vegas Golden Knights. This game in a vacuum is terrible. Lots of terrible stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about. And then you compound that fact with the idea that the Avs have lost three of their last four. Not only that, all three of those losses include scoring a grand total of zero goals. What's the problem? I know that's an impossible question to reduce down to one answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. They continue to be their own worst enemy. You look at, okay, so honestly, I was keeping tabs on each goal and I started to lose track a little bit, but I think seven for seven, because I'm counting the power play goal against, like even though that was just a pretty standard setup from Vegas, putting yourself on the kill in the is first still place, yep. part of making your own mistake. So if I'm including that in the seven total, there is a turnover or a laziness to get a stick in the lane on each of these seven goals that can be chalked up to the Avs shooting themselves in the foot. And these are the kinds of things that we talk about when we say that the execution needs to be better, the details of the game. They're, and several of these goals, putting the puck directly on Vegas' sticks. And those are the kinds of things that this is a smart hockey team. This is a skilled hockey team. They won a cup in 2022. I wouldn't not believe either of those two things based no, on this game. No, they're not so far removed from that team. But you wouldn't know it based on how they played tonight. And I think the execution and the attention to detail has been lacking for a couple of these games. And it's been papered over by skill and some of the others leading up to it. And that's why I want to be cautious that what I'm saying here isn't catastrophic to suggest that this isn't something that can be fixed throughout no. the season. But it's frustrating because you do know that this is a team that is better than they played tonight. And they continue to be their own worst enemy. Well, we always go back to the 10-game segments. That's what I look at all the time. Seven and three, big picture. You know what? Mission accomplished for the first 10, right? Seven and three? Yep. You, you get yourself in the playoffs, probably close to first place. Um, figure about Vegas, that's 10-0-1, whatever they are. I know it's not the same division, but you know what I mean? So they've had a great start. The Avs have had a good start, you know. Um, towards great, right? I mean, seven and three is... Very good. Seven and three is great. One and three in their last four. That's not that's as good. So I was saying big picture, small picture, three out of four. And it's and for me, it's the same thing. It's forget about that. They're shut out. It's just there's 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 a lack of effort. I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the laziness. And the abs are built on top guys being superstars in this league. And in three out of those four games, those guys have not been good. And it comes with the territory, you know, to, to, to be a top guy in the league. It's night in and night out. And, yeah, I mean, the spotlight's on you. Everything goes with it. But they haven't delivered three out of those four. Um, we talked about it before the game. We said special teams bad. I was awful. Um, blue line, the blue line. I mean, they were awful. Like, you know, patience is a virtue. Like, they were just throwing pucks away. Like, I didn't like the effort. I think it's time to get back to work because it's the last three out of four. Like Rudo just said, it's time to get back to work. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. What can I do better? I don't think there's a lot of guys that were dressed tonight that can say that, you know, that was their best game or, um, yeah, sure, there was some effort from, you know, LOC and guys like that. that yeah. You know, there's some effort, but, you know, I'm not going to say that's their best game or uh, somewhere, somehow, get a day off tomorrow, but you got to get to work Monday and then Tuesday you have a big game Jersey and you got to look at yourself in the mirror and it's easy to, to blame the goalie. Actually like Georgi have started the game. He was more than fine. He was sharp. But when you give up grade A chances like that, like that are self-inflicted like Megan and, and Rudo just talked about, it's tough for a goalie. I, I don't care if it's a hall of fame goalie, like the pucks are going to go in. Those are mistakes that are compounded by, all your things that you're talking about before the game not to do, and then you just find a way to do it and do it again. So three out of four, unacceptable, not right. I do expect them to get to work. I can't see Bednar and the coaching staff being very happy right now with, you know, those last three out of four games. Yeah, 
it's it was bad. I don't think there's any two ways around it. Uh, sixty second rundown for you hmm. right here. Uh, the Avs gave up seven goals. That description is more effort than the Avs put into this hockey game. That's it. I don't need the rest no, of the time. I think time. that's fair because we're about to break it down yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, it was. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the effort was not good enough from Colorado. The execution was not good enough. The intelligence was not good enough. The goaltending really didn't think it was that bad, but you give up seven goals on like 34 shots. Not good enough. Uh, there wasn't a single thing that was good enough in this game from Colorado. Even, and I'm sure we'll talk about the positives of, you know, this guy had good shifts, whatever. But yeah. when there's count. a yeah, when there's a goose egg on the board, it doesn't count. I I just don't know any way to tell you that this was anything good from Colorado as a whole. I'm sure we'll get into some of the individual efforts too. But as a team, not good enough. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And it, this game could have gone another way. The first period wasn't that bad. They took some stupid penalties. They got away with that. They give up a shorthanded goal on their own power play. As Megan said, their own worst enemy. <laughs> Is this a long stretching problem? Do you do you two think this is a problem that is going to continue to plague the Avs given that it's been three out of four games of this? Not if they're committed to getting to the heart of it. And I think it's a cohesion issue. I think that they need to do some soul searching and some team building specifically because at some point you will blend the lineups too much. And I think that was... It reached that point tonight when Nachushkin played himself down to the yeah. fourth line. Yeah. And I think that's just not territory that they should be in. When they're blending the lines, it should be a strength of their game that they have that versatility. But right now it's because they are searching for chemistry among those lines. And even players who've played together are struggling right now to create quality chances. Yep. And I think that is not an easy solution necessarily, but that's where I think the solution lies is within the team coming together and I know they said they were gelling really well at the start, but I, I think that those that's where the issue is right now. No, but it starts with your leaders. If your leaders are making those mistakes, just look at the first goal, right? You're on the road against the Stanley Cup champs that are on a heater right now, right? I mean, you're going in, they're 9-0-1. You go, you're forcing the things, you're staying too long on the power play. There's no need for that, and... And then you're forcing plays at the blue line there. And the next thing you know, the puck's in your net. So it starts with your leaders. Your leaders have the pressure, have the spotlight on them. And, and we're lucky because those guys have delivered, uh, you know, for the most part. But right now, they haven't the last three to four games, right? Yep. So you have to get back to, to the simplicity of the game, to, to work harder than the guy next to you. So you're at the face-off. You look at the guy next to you, Rudo's next to me. I'm going to outplay Rudo. I, I didn't say I'm going to go score a goal. I'm just going to make sure I'm going to outplay him. And then you build off of a shift like that. Next shift, five-minute increments each period. Next thing you know, you go win a period. Then it translates to, because right now, it's just a lot of laziness, a lot of careless plays, a lot of might hockey type plays, like, you know, staying too long. I, I, I It's my pet peeve. My pet peeve is when you stay out there too long. It just bugs me. There's no need to. Uh, you don't need to be out there for a full two minutes on the power play or even sometime before that and after. Next thing you know, you can't come back. And, and then it's a lazy you know, change because you're dead. And then the puck's in your net. So I, I don't like their habits right now. I think that uh, coaches don't like their habits right now. You know, They know that. And, they, and, and I think that coaching staff takes pride on the way they play. And if you look at it, last year there was that excuse all the time. We have a, a, a lot of injuries. Uh, we're tired. We just won. We had a short summer. Um, well, Vegas, you know, won. And right now they're showing the rest of the league. You, you want to play with us? You better be ready to play. You better have your A game. And the Colorado Avalanche are an outstanding team. They didn't have their A game tonight. They didn't have their working boots on. They got thumped. Yeah. You better be ready, because when you're the champs, and Vegas is, you be ready to play. And the Avs were not, and then they made some stupid mistakes. The next thing you know, you're chasing the game, 
And then I feel for Georgiev because I do believe that he took the whole week to work on his game, probably with UC Parkline, and then numbers are wrong right now. They, they don't really show the true uh, validity of what he is to this team. I'm not worried about him that he's going to be shooken up. I'm not. But right now, you have to tighten up games and you have to tighten up the chances and the great A's you give up. I mean, starting with the first goal, the parts of your team that should be arguably the best are the parts that are killing you. The power play, yeah. the reason you're in a hole in this game. And not on that goal specifically, but Nathan McKinnon, Miko Randon, and Kale McCarr just weren't good enough tonight. And I'm sure there are excuses. Kale McCarr, leg clearly wasn't fully healthy tonight, as we saw. He, I don't know if it wasn't healthy before or if he did something to it on that play where he goes awkwardly down. But, okay, if he's not good enough to, to help you, where's McKinnon? Where's Ranton? Where's the rest of this team making their plays? Eric, you mentioned it. McKinnon deserves to be called out for some of those changes that he made in this game. And you know what? In the third period, I get it. Whatever. This game's five, six, nothing. It's over. Everyone packed it in. But you're in the you're in a hockey game still. You're trying to come back in a game you're down one, two goals in, and you're watching Nathan McKinnon throw his head back and slowly skate to the bench or give up on plays. You need better from your best player. Leave it that way. I agree. And I think that to the point you're touching up on, like, when your game is not on point, uh, when you're uh, as an individual or as a team, and it's going to sound really dumb, but it's really that simple. Is you got to simplify your game. You you really have to dumb it down. And yep. whether it's Drew and Tatar, guys that have you know that I've been scratched, you know, last couple game, uh, whatever, a couple games ago, and and that's your comeback. Uh, ah, I don't know. I want more. I mean, I, I'm a coach. I want more. And I'm not blaming the loss on those two. It's not what I'm doing. Obviously, they're part of the team. It's a lot of blame to carry around tonight. Um, but what I didn't like out of the three losses in those four games is whenever they lost the momentum, they didn't have any pushback. I, I you, you lose, like, shift after a goal or... You know, sometimes you're like, okay, it's a very important shift because you got to brace yourself because you know they're going to come at you. The other team. I just feel that the Avs never really went at them um, in those games. I just felt that they're flat and they're like, oh, I just don't have it tonight. You know, uh, we're okay. And and that that's, there's no injuries right now. Forget about Landy. We're not talking about Landy. We all know he's he's out for the year, right? So th yep. other than that, this is a healthy team. You know what I mean? This is a healthy team that was flying high earlier in the season and you know right now it's it's time to get to work this is an excellent hockey team they're going to be more than fine but like you said you have to call out what you see right now and out of three out of four it's just not good enough and we saw tonight when you're playing against these guys you're down a touchdown and and, and that's the reality that's all uh that's all good vegas is right now that's how right they're playing as a team their top guys are going their special teams are going their goaltending's going they're not giving up too much oh Av's got 40 shots please i mean at the end of the day i don't want to hear about shots like talk to me about scoring chances and you know vegas handed it to them and they deserve to win by a touchdown they did yep all right um Chat's talking about it, so we can jump to Nachushkin as well, who, yeah. you know, may be the worst skater on the ice tonight for Colorado. And, you know, mistakes happen. I can live with, oh, he loses his man on the back check one time. Oh, maybe he's a little out of position on a penalty kill one time. But what the hell happened on that third goal? Or was it the fourth goal? I forget. Either way, what happens on a play? Like, did his brain just shut off? He just throws a puck back into his own zone right to a golden night. And it ends up in the back of the Avs net because, and, and I get there were other like weird plays leading up to that with the Avs almost turning the puck over. But how do you fix a guy playing with his brain off? That's got to come from within. I know I'm going to I'm going to refer to that a couple times here, but it's true of Nathan McKinnon too. And it, it requires yep. a player taking ownership of their own game. And 
it's a pride issue as well. And that's where what it's going to come down to for McKinnon and Nachushkin in this situation, because especially Nachushkin, who is usually such a defensively reliable yeah. player, those are not the types of mistakes that he consciously makes. I mean, most mistakes aren't conscious, but it, it comes down to meaningful hockey. Like you, you talk about the shots battle and how the quality of chances just wasn't comparable on Colorado's side. Yeah. They weren't playing intentional hockey. And that's where there's a carelessness in Val Nichushkin's game tonight that earns him a spot on the fourth line because he needs to take ownership of the quality in his game that allowed him to sign such a big contract in Colorado following the 2022 cup year, because that's the type of hockey he played that earned him that contract. It's responsible and it's reliable at both ends and it's committed. And there was just a lack of commitment from Nichushkin. And so he needs to, to go back within and, and get to the roots of what has brought him all of this opportunity in Colorado so far. And it, for one of the few bright sides from this hockey game, there is every reason to believe that the McKinnons and Nichushkins of the world will get back to that. A four-game stretch does not erase hundreds of games of quality play from those guys. So, you know, the world isn't ending, but that doesn't make any part of this game feel better. <laughs> it doesn't make any part of this game something the ads should be okay with. I hope they're really not okay with it. Yeah. I hope there's a feeling of embarrassment over this. They're, well, I don't care what they feel. I care how they respond. If embarrassment gets them there, great. If anger gets them there, great. If they are happy about this, I think you have some serious problems. I know they're not happy about this, so not worried about that. But someone's got to put their foot down and say, hey, this isn't good enough. Oh, and, and there's a lot of leadership in that locker room. I mean, we it just doesn't disappear, right? We've been talking about this for over a month now, right? We're training camp and the start of the season. This is a championship. Uh, as the new guys come in, they all say the same thing, right? You can see this locker room wants to win and have won, and, and there's a certain standard. Standard is just not good enough late last, you know, yeah, three, four games. And, and, and even... In that stretch of six and oh, there was some lapses in there. I mean, they got away with stuff. We we all know that. So basically, if you look at their ten game segment, yeah, seven and three. So on the record, it's good. But overall, coaches will tell you and players will tell you as a group if they're honest with each other, which sounds like they did talk a couple of days ago at Family Sports before going um, on the road trip with the mothers. And again, that's makes you know even tougher today as you disappoint the mothers. That is not good. Yeah, that is not good. Uh, that is not fun to, to, to let the moms down. And it, it makes it for a way quieter flight home tonight. And it's not the same thing. Winning cures everything. Everything gets great. The bio steel tastes better. The water is cold. <laughs> I mean, it just does. It is, it's just you get on the plane. Even if the snack is bad on the plane, you think it's the greatest. And so it's a big difference. Hey, they got to do a little soul searching. They got to get back to work. And, and you're right. Get a look at yourself in the mirror. Is what can I do better? And because you can manipulate the numbers all you want, like, you know, at the end of the day, wins and losses is what matters. But you're talking about 10 games, and there's probably five games that have been, eh. yeah. Now you're talking about 50% of the games. Forget about the wins and losses. You're talking about 50% of the games that you didn't play up to your potential as individuals mostly or as a team, uh, which usually translates right to one another. So... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do believe that. I don't think there's a problem with the leadership. I don't think there's, uh, that's not what I'm saying. But it's time to get to work. And tomorrow's a day off. And Monday you put the working boots on and, and you come prepared and go to work. And they, they, there's clearly some stuff they're going to want to work on uh, as a coaching staff and as players. And, you know, and, and there's nothing you can do. You just got to go on with your second segment right now, 10-game segment, and say, okay, it was successful. Now let's move on. But we can't have the start of our second segment the way things have been going lately. Yeah. I mean, I, I know there are things to work on, and, and that's fine. But also, are things like Val's turnover a thing to work on? Like, is, is that a thing you could <laughs> work on, or is that a, hey, don't do that? It's more like three turnovers in this game. You're not to be, wrong. To be yeah. clear, distinctly, one in one the night's end, directly one to a goal. defensive yeah. blue line, and then the one that leads directly to the goal on that, I believe, yep. third goal. Yep. 
But no, you're right. That is something. I mean, it's something to work on. It's like a bigger picture thing for him to work on. Sure. And, and okay. Don't don't get me wrong either. There, are every single skater on the ice for the Abs. There's, there's a number it's of things that can no, be worked same, on. Like, same as tonight, like Pittsburgh, Buffalo. It's all yeah. the same thing. Yo, it's yeah, all yeah, like yeah, right. it's all the you're same right. plays, and it's like no more. You know what I mean? Like no more. And you're allowed to have bad games. You know what yep. I mean? Like you know that was. Listen, he's had some great games this year, but then he's had some crappy yeah. ones. Now, if I'm him and, you know, the way things ended last year, like, l- let's make sure we have more good games and bad games right now. Right? You know what I mean? For all the reasons. Well, I, you know. Again, it's it's the picture as a whole, right? Yeah. You look at this game, if it was by itself, a 7 nothing loss. Yeah, that's disappointing. But if it was one game, you go, well, all right, it's a bad game. Whatever. The Avs just got smoked. When it's three of your last four... Okay. It's like a pattern, right? <laughs> Got to dig a little deeper. Why does this keep happening? How do you stop it? Well, and I think when you look at the varied quality of competition opposite them, right? You've got Buffalo and Pittsburgh, yep. and then a very, very good yeah. Vegas team. That's where you start to look at the Avs internally. And by that, I mean just like, okay, the, they are creating their own mistakes at this point. Clearly. Because they definitely did get beat by the better team tonight, but... You look at the Buffalo and the Pittsburgh game, and you start to realize these are just the Avs' own mistakes costing them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm remiss to even give Vegas that much credit. Yes, they put the puck in the net, but nearly every single chance, like you said, is generated by something that the Avs mess up rather than Vegas beating Colorado. They did manage their lanes very well defensively, and that was why it was hard for the Avs to create quality chances because they couldn't drive inside ice, and I think that is something that Vegas did very well. And another area where I wish the Avs had been a little more aggressive to get to those dangerous areas of the ice, even yep. though it isn't a pretty path to getting there, that's where I think the commitment fell off a little for the Avs. But Vegas played very well in that regard. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to take things away from Vegas. They're obviously I a great do. hockey team. Well, <laughs> I'd like to take the cup away from them. That'd be right. And, and uh, I'd like to say they're tired. And then as I'm reading this, I mean, when you think about it, that was only three games in the last yeah, 11 days. They had two days off. There's three games in the last 11. No excuses. There's no tiredness. No excuses for Colorado no. tonight. They needed to be better. They needed a hero. Or maybe they needed hero bread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you can get your Hero Bread at Hero.co today with the DNVR code. You can get 10% off your order, or you can also get it on Amazon or something like that if you regularly shop there. Uh, Hero Bread is a fantastic bread option, especially for people that uh, want to avoid the carbs and stuff like that. It's an ultra-low-carb option. has a bunch of protein per serving and zero grams of sugar per serving, so super good for you. Highly recommend you go check them out. Uh, if you haven't had the chance yet, they don't just make bread either. They have things like buns and tortillas and and whatever you might be trying to put some sandwich materials. I don't know what uh, ingredients in general, I guess, because burritos are not sandwiches at all. Uh, so fair enough. But either way, you got to check out Hero Bread if you haven't had the opportunity. Uh, they also make muffins. It's fantastic stuff all the way around. Hero.co with the DNVR code to save 10% today and get in on your bread. Uh, also brought to you by the uh, fantastic folks. Actually, I don't know. What's my next read? I should look. Oh, yeah, yeah right. This is another one that I can meme the abs on. The abs are trying to play smarter hockey. Maybe they should go back to MSU Denver and get a, get a degree. <laughs> Uh, MSU Denver, a great place to either start your college or go back to college. It's what I did. It's what our producer Tiff did. Uh, great place. Over 90 different majors to choose from. You can do in-person classes. You can do online classes. You can even help choose your own path and kind of sort out your own major based on classes that you want to take. So go check out msudenver.edu today. They're currently registering for the spring semester, so you can get in on that for the upcoming semester if you haven't yet. Highly recommend you go check out MSU Denver and all of their options to get back to school. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. (sighs) Going through these goals, again, I don't think the first period was horrible. Obviously, that first goal, you just need a better play on your own power play messing around with the puck at your own blue line is a recipe for a disaster, is it not? <laughs> we talked about it before the game, right? Yep. Games are won and lost around the blue lines. Mm. It's just, it's a fact. I, I, I was at a youth hockey game 
Oh God, so many games last couple of days. Um, last yesterday morning, mm-hmm. same thing. It doesn't matter if it's if it's U thirteen hockey or the NHL. It's the same things. It's the same things that will win and cost you games. And the Avs are smart. The coaching staff is extremely smart. It's not a trend that's going to keep going. And, and I don't, remember, I said it was like three, four, nothing. I'm like, I hope it goes to seven, eight, because then it makes you realize, like, okay, this is a slap in the face now. And then we, we, we gotta we, we gotta really talk about this and stop it, and then and nip it in the butt because that doesn't work. Hockey was invented years and years and years ago. Nothing's ever changed. Those things will kill you. Those things will sink you. So it doesn't matter if you're the San Jose Sharks right now or, or the Colorado Avalanche. If you're given and making plays like this and the other team executes, you're going to get killed. And that's that's what you saw tonight here in San Jose. And I'm not comparing the Avs to the Sharks. That's not what I'm saying. And again, I'm not bashing the Sharks. They just throw a real, that's a really rough patch, right? Um, but it just goes to show you that anybody can beat anybody in the nhl on any given night but usually the team that has more talent and actually works i don't believe the abs work tonight so when you don't work lots of things can happen and and the other team is we talked about it before the game the golden knights are not as talented as the abs they got awesome players they're the stanley cup champs but they have a work ethic right now and i think they carried that uh and they have the swag Right, they got the swag. They They're won certainly last feeling year. it right now. Yeah. I mean, they kept saying, and I and I heard it all summer, and I and I heard it last week again. They felt that they could have kept going and gone and played another round after the Stanley Cup. Which usually guys are always, oh my God, we were so dead, and that's mm-hmm. all guys talk about. Those guys are saying that they could have kept going, and that that's scary for the rest of the league to hear that. Is it part of their message right now? As guarantees, maybe, but they're certainly showing it on the ice as well. It's not just a myth. They're actually showing it. I think my issue with the first period specifically is the two initial penalties up front. Sure. And I don't even think Mika Antonin's is that avoidable. Like, I don't the one fully was. look at him critically in that moment, but I hated the Ryan Johansson yeah. penalty. And the issue is that disrupts the momentum that they could be building early in the game. Yep. And then it assigns so much more meaning and value to the two power play opportunities that they get coming their way after having been down the man advantage to start that game. Now they're looking at having that extra man on the ice. They can begin creating, and instead they let a mistake, a turnover, allow goal against while they have the man advantage. And that's where I think they just didn't take that. They didn't seize that opportunity appropriately because I don't expect the Avs to score on every power play, but it felt really essential to shifting the momentum from what had originally been disrupted at the start of the game. And that's what makes it tough is I then view the second period as the clean slate as a chance for them to say, okay, we walked out of that period down one goal. It could probably have been a lot worse. We need to reset and refresh. And instead it just felt like they let that moment get to them mentally and allowed it to carry over into the second period where the wheels just completely fell off. And that is not the response of a championship team and I believe the Avs are capable of better than that. Oh, I think sure. they are usually very good at responding well in crisis under duress. They can usually create moments to shift momentum in a game. I look at the Kale McCarr reverse hit in the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. That game was not going their way, but they were able to shift the course of it. Yep. And that's where the Avs kind of let themselves get down mentally on themselves going into that second period. And that's my issue with the first is they let the disruptive momentum carry into the second. Yep. Hard agree on that. And obviously, if you're watching this post game, you I assume you saw the game. You saw the second period, just disastrously bad from Colorado. There is very, very, very little redeeming from this second period at all uh, when it comes to the Colorado Avalanche. In a period which they trailed all of, they only mustered one high danger chance the entire period, and that's we haven't even talked about the goals they've given up. But this league, I say it all the time. It's it's not a nice league. It's not because if you don't treat it right, it will just bite you. And and there's a reason for it. You can get away with stuff, uh, but for the most part, it just 
it needs to be treated right. It, it does. And it will reward you. And that's what it does. But right now, they're, they're trying to be stubborn with their game. And, and this game is not a thing you can be stubborn with. It's not because it doesn't, it won't change. The game's not going to change. <laughs> You're going to have to adapt your game because that game's not changing. There's things that make you successful and things that make you lose games. And that's for every 32 teams in the NHL. And the ones that have mastered it at how to make the simplicity of the game an art form. Right now, for me, watch the LA Kings. Forget about the Vegas Golden Knights because we watched them tonight and they kicked our butts, right? <laughs> Watch the LA Kings. They've mastered the art of just the simplicity of the game and then pushing back when they lose the momentum, gaining it back, and then or really keeping things simple and then creating their scoring chances off of hard work, um, off of uh, talent, off of anything, a little mixture of everything. Right now, the Az are just hoping and, and when you have hope plays, it doesn't exist in this league. Hope does not exist in this league. It's concrete plays. It's concrete stuff. But just throwing the puck backwards and, and hoping that it gets there, it won't give you. And right now, there's too many guys up front in, in that little span, in that little span of four games, five games, whatever it is, uh, that are playing with hope and, and doesn't exist. <laughs> Here's my question on that. When you look at someone like Miko Rantanen, mm -hmm. a lot of the time you live with some of the bad plays, some of the YOLO ill-advised plays <laughs> because you give him enough of those and eventually he'll make one work. But right now they're not working. Not for Miko, not for McKinnon, right. not for McCart, not for anybody on the ice. They're not working. So where do you have to draw the line and say, okay, this is too much of this. We need to start putting our heads down, going to the net, doing whatever it is that isn't trying to throw pucks through three players? Well, as a superstar, always remember, your leash is always longer. It is. It's a fact, and it's okay. You know what I mean? But like Rudolph just said, if you bat eight for ten, you know that, you know, and then there's two that missed, you're still over the guy that's, on the lower end of the lineup, and then that went, you know, over three. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's wrong. So you, because you know, but right now it's not working. So when it's not working, like you're saying, you gotta get back to the simplicity of the game. You gotta get back to treating the game right, making sure you're doing everything that is in your control. A bad call from referee, a bad goal by a, a netminder, that doesn't matter. You got to focus on the task at hand, and that's all you can do. That's all you can control. You can't worry about it. And yes, one of the viewers says Megan's the smartest one in the room. Yeah, she is. <laughs> you know, that's no, that's the truth. No, you guys are the smartest people in the room, and you help me because I learned so much just listening to you guys. But when you put it this way, Rudo and Eric, you give me two examples side by side of how a coach can discern from allowing his players some creative license, which will also include some mistakes. Yep. And discerning, though, from when players are just... Don't have it. Don't have it. They're, <laughs> oh, it's almost born from laziness. And the example is, yep. that I think, the second and the third goal, the first, like that second one, Nichushkin drops the puck fast in his yep. own, like in the Vegas end, yep. straight to Petrangelo. Okay, yep. that's... That's not creativity, that's laziness. And then similarly, he's trying to rim the puck around the boards in his own end, angles it off the boards directly onto a Vegas stick. Okay, yep. that's where the coach says that is not, I'm not allowing you room for creative <laughs> license because that's not intentional hockey. But on, I believe, the sixth goal, which is just horrible coming out of my mouth saying that, <laughs> Duran is trying, he's, he's embroiled in a puck battle and he's yep. trying to drop the pass to Byram up high. I yep. think it's a fantastic play, but it gets broken. Yep. And that's where I think, okay, that's where I can discern that that was intentional. It didn't go the way that he had planned. And that's where I would give the player the benefit of the doubt and the creative license. And I think that's where a coach is much smarter than I can make that discernment too, is he can distinguish between the lazy and less intentional play and the one that had creative intent, but didn't go the way that they planned. A, a play where you could at least see the how it would have worked. Yes. <laughs> And unlike Val, where it's like, what was what was the plan, Val? Explain that one to me. 
cheating, <laughs> cheating the game specifically, <laughs> like, you know, like cheating out on the end of a shift. And honestly, there were some long shifts, like Eric there mentions, were. that I don't necessarily blame some of them for making those decisions. They just needed a few less seconds on the ice. I think their brain was short circuiting. It, it is. I mean, people don't realize that you're out there. You, there's no oxygen. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm furthest thing from a doctor. I'm not very smart. Okay. But you have no oxygen to your brain. That's when you make mistakes. It's not on purpose. It's just, and you can control that, control the controllables. And right now they're not, they're making the game too hard on themselves. So I want to ask you a little bit more about these long shifts in this game, yeah. this game specifically. Yeah. Because usually when you're talking about long shifts, you're talking about guys that get stuck out there, had a bad shift, couldn't get out of their own zone, that type of thing. Tonight, you saw a couple times where Jared Bednar actively kept the top unit on the power play out there that resulted in them getting stuck out there in the mm -hmm. long run. Is there some blame on the coaching staff there, or is that the top guys not getting it done? Well, if you look at it the last few years, I mean, we always make fun of it. Like, you know, why be on the Avs? Second PP. They don't because play. You don't they don't play. play. <laughs> but I don't. Hey, listen. When it's when you're doing it, it's working. Good for you. <laughs> but when it's not working, and right now it's not working, and 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 three of those losses, obviously the three losses out of the four games, it wasn't working. And sometimes when it's not working, you can't be stubborn with it. I would kept saying to you the other day, like, oh. They're going to be coming back. And you're like, yep, not a chance. And you were right, right? I'm just being optimistic there. there. Was, and you're yeah. like, this is not working. And you're right. So when things aren't working, you don't get stubborn with it. You get off. You let somebody else get out there. You let somebody else get that minute. See if they can do something with it. And if they score, that doesn't mean they're better than you. Because we all know that our top guys are the top guys are the best in the world. But right now in those few games, they're not. They're not. They're, they're marginal at best. And if you saw the game tonight, I hated it. Remember when it happened? They got two power plays, Vegas, the first 10 minutes of the game, first eight minutes of the game. It's fresh ice. You're at home. You know you want, again, Megan tweeted it, smartest person in the room. Statement game, right? From Vegas. And it, no, I've no, already but, gotten pushback no, on this, you guys. No, 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 no. I'm not. Like, I'm not making fun of it. I'm saying... And remember I said it, I said, oh, God, I hate that. Because now their guys are zipping it. I'm talking mm -hmm. about their McKinnons, their Rantanens, which is Eichel, Marcheseau, the one that con smite last year. Now they touch the puck. It's fresh ice. You're early in the game. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm zipping it. I feel good about myself. The team's feeling good. Now what it does is it throws you on your heels, the, the avalanche, right? Because your top guys aren't getting out there because they don't kill penalties. You're... Your guys that are not touching the ice, now they're sitting on the bench. You know, I, I'm using Drouin or Tatar, guys that don't kill. So you're sitting there, and you just had a game where you were a scratch. The team won. Mm -hmm. Now you're back in. It's just not the start you want. And I'm not taking that as excuses for. And I'm not saying there were bad calls by the refs. Hey, calls are calls. You you gotta live with them. There's nothing yeah, you can do about it. Fine. You just you just go and and you go kill it. You know what I mean? So it's not a big deal. It's hockey. You gotta get some on your side. But now all of a sudden you're starting sideways. And what you did is you gave it on a silver platter to the Eichels of the world. And then they didn't score. But Eichel felt good about his game, and then he sure did score twice later on, right? Because mm -hmm. you're giving the other team life for no reason. And it was just, it started sideways, even though, like we talked about, it was still 0-0. Then it was a dumb play towards the end of the period that ends up being the shorthanded. When you think about it, 7 nothing game, that's the game-winning goal. Right? Uh, yeah, the first that's one. That's it. That's a great point. Uh, and uh, I see Chad talking about it, too. Valid concerns about trouble with your depth and mm. something that the Evs do need to figure out. What are they doing with Drew and what are they doing with Tatar? How are they going to sort this out? But that is lower on the list than your top guys. How can you expect your depth guys to score when you three of your last four games, your top guys have also not scored at all? So that's where I do struggle with that a little bit. Not to say that the Evs depth was particularly good tonight, but... A lot more issue with the top guys than the bottom guys. I'll put it to you that way. Um, 100%. On that note, we are brought to you all by the fantastic folks over at Breckenridge Distillery. 
get over there, get yourself some whiskey, and drink this game away because hmm. better forgotten this game, perhaps. Uh, you can get their award-winning bourbon whiskey at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. You can find all their other liquors there, too. Highly recommend you go check it out. A bunch of amazing award-winning options. And you can still win sweet tickets. So the New Year's Eve game for the Broncos. You can put your favorite Broncos photos on Instagram with the hashtag Broncos Bourbon. Uh, they'll select the top 10 at the start of December. And then you go over to BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash Bourbon of the Broncos to vote for the winner. Uh, I, I'm not even a Broncos fan, and I want to win those tickets because I just want to be in the suite at the Broncos game for the fireworks. That I'm not going to lie. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the game I could care less about. But the fireworks show, I'm in. Uh, and if you're a fan of football, then even better. So go check that out. Go get yourself some Breck Distillery. You can see all of their liquors at BreckenridgeDistillery.com and even order in locations that allow online ordering of alcohol. Uh, and then... If you have been uh, physically pained by the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche's hockey, call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222. I don't think you can sue the abs for that. I don't think that one will hold up. But if you have a real case, one where maybe it was a car accident or you were injured at work or any situation where you were hurt and it's not your fault, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. Both at coloradolaw.net and the two number, you can get a free consultation. And if they think you have a case, you will pay them nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid. So give them a call today. Go over there and see if you have one. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients in over 25 years that they've been doing this in Colorado. Go check them out. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I Let me ask you guys this, because I really did not care about that third period very much <laughs> as, as far as negatives are concerned. Avs were very clearly a team that packed it in and the game was over either way. Is that a concern in itself? Would you guys have liked to see more or is, was it just what it was? I gave them a little moral victory in the third period because one of their best penalty killers is in the box. Not a good thing. And they still kill that penalty. And I think that on the whole, the penalty kill, which is made up of a lot of these depth players that we'd like to see more from, was pretty strong outside of obviously the power play goal against that was allowed. They, on that side of special teams, did what they needed to. And I am... There's very few positives to take away from this, but I do view that as something that came from a third period where they could have otherwise checked out because one of their best penalty killers is in the box, and they didn't. So I give them a little bit of credit for that. Not sure. as, not as There's not a lot more credit to go around. <laughs> no, I mean, again, that's positivity. You know, I, I like it. I mean, I, hey, that's what makes sports so fun. It is so oh, it, fun, like it, it, right? I, I mean, mean, you're you're bottom six guy. You've yeah. played in games like this. Yeah. What's going through your head in that third period? Well, that's you look at the clock and you're like, oh god, fourteen more minutes. <laughs> like, please, like, really? You're like, it's tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's tough, but you have to have pride. You got to play for one another. Again, I would have liked to see a little more pushback. Why? They are the champs. The other team. I don't know. I'm not for violence. I say that all the time. I didn't say that. It just, mm, show them you're there. You know what I mean? Show them that you're going to play them again a few more times. Show them that you're going to have to go through one another to get out of this conference. You know what I mean? At some point, and you're hoping that, you know, best plays on best, and you're hoping by the end of the year that those two teams are the best, and they should be. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know. Again, what do you, I mean, it's just, it's just easy to look, I mean, look back after and you're like, okay, great. I was yelling at you, telling you, like, I don't play Macar anymore. Don't play yep. Why? Yep. Because it's, it's not turning. You're just playing with fire and give them a little more rest, even though they've played three games in 11 days. So it's just not good enough. Uh, they know that. And that's the best part about Kale Macar McKinnon. He knows he's better than that. He knows, and he's going to go on a tear here coming up somewhere. He's going to get 35 points in 20 games. We all know that. He's done it before, and he'll do it again. Right now, it's just that it's not much going on. Uh, and, and, and Miko, you know, great game, bad game, great game, bad game. You know, um, so when your stars are like that, it's tough if you're a secondary guy and you're not producing. I, I won't lie to you. If I'm on some of those guys, 27, 90, you know, you look at games, you're shut out three out of four, you you got bagels across the board a little bit. I'm talking about in the goal column, you know. Um, yeah, 
it's tough because you want to help out. You, you know that the top guys will have the chance. And why do top guys always have the chance to do it? Because usually they're more skilled than, than the other ones. They get the great ice, right? That's a big thing. I just talked about it with the power play that gives life to a team. Even if you don't score, the, the guys feel the puck. They zip it. So top guys always have a chance and for, for all the reasons because they're better than you. But if you're a secondary guy and you go into those slumps, it can affect you. It does. It's, it's, it affects you mentally, um, even though you want to get out of it. Then you put more pressure on yourself, and as you should, as you should. It's professional sports, right? Um, but the only way to get out of it, the only way to do it right is just by, I said it earlier, and it sounds stupid, dumb down your game, dummy it down, and, and keep it simple. And, and, and do the little things that um, will bring you success. And, and, and it will turn. Thomas Tatar, you don't go from scoring whatever it was. I, I know he scored a lot of empty net goals. But still, he's a 50-point guy, right? You know, yeah, he did a good shot. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a good player. Had. It's already uh, <laughs> past tense. <laughs> Jonathan Drun's a different story. You know, you, you know he's, he's making a comeback after a tough season and tough few years in Montreal, right? That's a little different story, but... Um, and you push, for, you pull for those guys. You want them to succeed, right? And, and their teammates do too. But if the top guys aren't producing and you're not producing, it's tough because now you start to worry like, oh man, my, I'm going to be short-lived here. And, and here's the thing. I'm not saying the bottom six played well, nope. but you look at the difference in the games between the top guys who are trying crazy stuff that isn't working. <laughs> and you can at least look at some of the shifts from the bottom six guys. Tatar had a great chance in front of the net. He just doesn't quite get enough of a puck in midair. Doesn't go in. LOC creates a great chance on the right side where Hale just tracks it and stops it from getting back into the crease. And Megan, you already mentioned the penalty kills in the third period. Cogliano did a great job to, to make Vegas's life a little bit harder. I do think the third and fourth line at times were doing the right things. We're playing simple hockey and if not creating opportunities, getting Vegas to ice the puck, giving chances for their team to get in the game. Now, yeah, they didn't score either. And eventually pucks just got to go in the net, but I put that way more on the top guys than I do on the bottom guys on a night like this. When I reflect on the mistakes that get made, I think fewer of them were attributed to the third and fourth line. Yep. And it, like, I, I look at, the lack of production, but it's it's the whole team, right? And if I were to say which of the lineup had the most never-say-die attitude in the third, I would look more to the third and the fourth line than yep. I would the top six guys. As you should. Or you'll be out of this league. I mean, this league. 100%. <laughs> you're going to be out of this league, and and that goes for anybody in this league, all 32 teams. And um, but, but one more point I want to add is, and I was looking at that yesterday, but I forgot to talk about it before the game, but at some point, forget about the special teams and the power play. Like, you got to produce a five-on-five. Five. You're right. You, you have to. Yeah. And if you play 10 to 12 minutes a night at five-on-five, five, and I'll use Ryan Johansson, for example, okay? I don't believe he has a I don't think so. Oh, yeah, they got shut out tonight. So I, this morning, he had no points at five-on-five. Five. Um, at some point, you have to. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, it's 10 games. It's not two games. So 10 games starts to be a real increment. You know what I mean? And, and, and now you have to look at your game and say, okay, the next 10 games, I got to be better at this type of stuff. Uh, sure, the power play can help you. We just talked about it, it gains your confidence and snap out of things, but you got to produce a five on five, you know, as an individual and as a team. Mm -hmm. So. I got really pensive because I'm thinking you're 100% right. And we've been really tough on Von Natushkin, but Ryan Johansson also had a yeah. really tough game. Yes. And oh, yeah. several lapses in judgment. He's the one that starts it, right? With the bad With penalty. With the bad penalty. And even, I, I think it's in the third, the way he finishes it, I also don't like the way he finishes this game. Just didn't feel, I talk about intentional hockey, and that's where I feel like even though if you look at the analytics of this game, the shot generation seems to favor the Avs. They had a lot of possession 5v5 in Vegas's end, but it just wasn't very intentional or meaningful. And I'm looking at Ryan Johansson, like the five-on-five -five production is definitely something you want to see come. But I also know that when he was the second-line centerman 
option. He wasn't going to be Nazem Kadri, but I feel like there's still some middle ground that he needs to to make up for because I think it's coming at the expense of the top six generally. Because when I look at the line changes that get moved around, he's kind of the mainstay on that second line. And so it's a little bit up to his line mates also to work with him. But I, I do feel like he's going to have to figure out how to work with his line mates as well to make something happen because he kind of is the mainstay there, at least for now. It's not to say that his position there on the second line is guaranteed, but right now he is kind of a fixture there. And I would just really like to see him take ownership of getting that second line going then, no matter what it ends up being, because right now it's pretty indefinite. I, we talked a lot about uh, Rijo coming over from the country club in Nashville. The F top six felt a whole lot like a country club tonight. It did. And if you look at it, I'm not a historian. I, I don't know where to find those stats. Or, but I'd like to ask you guys or anyone out there, like, when's the last time these last four or five years of the Avs being very successful, right, as in the National Hockey League, have been shut off three times in ten games? I don't know that it's ever happened to be honest i did probably no, I, and again i don't know the answer that's what i was saying i'm I, pretty I, confident it's never happened three and four <laughs> that's what i'm saying I, I was trying to be nice making it a 10 game segment <laughs> I, i'm saying it's i mean it's i understand you're seven and three it's good we talked about that well there's yeah. the pause that's a big Absolutely. picture small pictures yeah it's starting to get alarming a little bit you know what i mean because that's three out of four where you don't score a single goal yep. and i don't know i mean i I don't know. It's just not acceptable. Yeah, you know what I, mean? that, I don't know what else to say. That's about the it. frustration, right? You know, because you know they're better than that. That's what That's I was it. about to ask you guys. I still feel like they do have the right personnel. Oh yeah, to be an actual sure. team, even though a lot of what we're talking about is the personnel not quite finding chemistry just yet. I still feel like the front office really hit it out of the park, and these 100%. things are going to come together. And I'm excited to see it happen, but it's just we're not in that room yet. Yeah. I think this is the right personnel. They might not have a great mindset right now. I could believe that. And again, it starts from the top. If you're in this game and you're down 2 nothing, and the Avs go out there and McKinnon comes down and scores a goal, everyone on the bench is like, all right, we're back in this. We're, we're doing the right things. Let's go, instead of it spiraling out of control. Um, the one thing I will say to kind of maybe make a light at the end of the tunnel here, Vegas rocking a solid 1.05 PDO, which is ridiculous and unsustainable. The Avs on the complete other end of the spectrum. Tied for 30th in the league at a .956 PDO on the year. Uh, that is tied with the Edmonton Oilers, who are 2-7. and seven. So with a PDO that bad, it might actually be impressive that the Avs are actually 7-3. and three. Uh, <laughs> The only teams that are worse than the Avs are Calgary and San Jose, who are ah. also both very bad so far this year. Uh, so... Pucks are going to start going in pretty soon for Colorado, and maybe a few less pucks in their own net too. There you go. Second time that it's ever happened. The other time was 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Uh, there you go. Thank you. I mean, I'm saying it's not something you see a lot. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And I and I certainly don't believe that this trend is going to continue, but. Are you guys in the same boat? Do we think we'll see the the Avs improve over the next stretch of five, ten games, whatever you want? A hundred percent. This is a wake up call today because it's it's Saturday night. Moms are in town. You had a day off. You in didn't Vegas. play, right? You know, what I mean, in Vegas, big stage, right? You know, you've seen a lot of big big moments in Vegas, right? You know, yeah. the the Mike Tyson fights, the you know what I mean, like all those title fights. This is it's a, it's a vibrant city on a Saturday night and and they weren't up to snuff. They were not. So, I think it's it's a wake up call. I I do believe that you're going to see them wake up and it, it, it and it's time to I use baseball sometimes to say, you know when you play a baseball game and you know, there was you know, guys are all dirty at the or a football game on a dirty field, right? Oh my God, it was a greasy, dirty effort. Obviously, hockey—it's a little different. You don't get dirty from the ice, you know. But I don't think there's a lot of dirt on the Avs uniforms tonight, you know, in my book. Um, yeah, you could have gotten a lot greasier. You could have gotten 
look at a few of those goals that we talked about here the last 45 minutes. Like sometimes it's just, I don't know, a foot. You extend your reach and then the guy tips the puck in the stands instead of putting it top shelf. You know, I'm going to use Val there on that back yep. check. You know, he messes out. Then he's, you know, he, he gets taken inside. He's, you know, you always hear Bednar talk about, see, we got to stay above pucks, right? No, he's below the puck there. He's sleeping. But you can always recover from a mistake, right? Um, I think Sammy one time, like, his stick's there. Same thing. It's it's Your stick's there, but it's not there. you got to have sure. a purpose. I don't feel they played with purpose tonight. And in this league, especially against the champs, if you don't have purpose, you get those results. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's uh, an interesting point. Okay, not exactly. But in reflecting on who their next competition is, it's a very good New Jersey Devils team. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, we talk about soul-searching a lot on this post-game. They have a lot of soul-searching to do before that game because that is a game where they could really respond well to this loss or let them dig this hole a little bit deeper. And you, you're using Jersey... I use the word measuring stick all the time. Like you're Jack Hughes, you're coming in, you're playing against McKinnon, you're playing. Even though Mac is not up to snuff right now, and 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 Jack Hughes, I mean, I don't know if he's he might injured. Not be I, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he got injured. I, I know that, but I don't let's say he's that. fine. Right. Hey, you want to see the best players, Absolutely. right? So let's knock on wood that he's fine. I, I like. I want to go best on best. So he still wants to do better than Nathan McKinnon because he knows McKinnon won the cup two years ago. He knows McKinnon is viewed as one of the top players in the league. Even though right now, Hughes has got, what, 20 points? <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's uh, I mean, he's just start. that good. He's that good of a player. So, But he's going to want to make himself better than McKinnon. He's going to want to make himself go ahead to have McCarr, right? So you got to be ready, and, and you, you got to be going to bed tonight PO'd because you should. You should be pissed off. And then tomorrow's another day. You know, it, it's a free day. There's nothing to do right for them. Get away from the game. Come back ready to work at Family Sports Monday. And you put the working boots on. And you buckle up your helmet and you strap it on tight. And you go. And there's, there's no answer except hard work and being smart. You know, like you said, those turnovers are, you're just not being smart. And that's easily corrected. It's like I tell my kids all the time. It's easy. Don't do it. You know, that easy. Last time the Avs laid eggs, you said you're not defined by the bad game. You're defined by what you do after the bad game. That's right. The Avs had one crack at that already this season where they did not respond well to the bad game. Hmm. They get another chance after this one. Well, again, I'll jump in and I'll let Megan talk after because she's smart. (laughs) Kidding. No, but if you look at it, and and I've always looked at it like this, and a lot of coaches I played for look at it this way. They laid the egg right after the the Pittsburgh. uh, Which one was the first loss? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Then they responded in Buffalo, 0 for 1, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't respond. Now you come back and on a playoff series, let's say you're going home, right? You win that game against St. Louis, you know? Yep. And then tonight you drop it again. So really, in a, in a, always make it a four out of seven in your mental game, right? There's games within the game. It's a must win the next game. I'm not that crazy game 11 to say it's a must win, but I'm saying your mentality has Go to win the be next right, three. Right. Yeah. That's right, because now you're saying, hold on a second. If I lose this one as a team, not I, we, I mean, they lose this one. That's four out of five. You're you're knocked out in the in the playoff series. Yeah. You always have to think playoffs, even though you're in November or October, because that's how it is at the end. Uh, I want to jump off that, as I also am cutting off Megan. No, I have a very <laughs> random question. It, if you take that mentality and apply apply it to the whole season, first four games of the season. All right, I've swept that there four four straight wins. Yeah. They're three and three in their last six. So this is game seven That's against it. New Jersey. This is game seven. I love it. <laughs> and I really hope they have that mindset. I just wanted to ask if you think Riley Tufty gets another look <laughs> this next week. Because they're at home. Eagles will at least I, I didn't peek at their schedule, but I'm sure they start the week, you know, yeah, practicing at yeah. home before any weekend series if there is one out, out of town. 
to me that feels a bit reactive, but also Olo scored fun. two goals tonight. Okay, Olo scored right, two goals right. tonight. I'm just saying. Um, I think there's a decent chance. I just like drama, and I just want to know. No, I, I think there's a decent chance you see Tufty get into another game. Uh, uh, coming back to this homestand that the like, Avs are about to be on. How mad is Bednar at Val Natushkin? I don't think he's that mad. I, I think Val's probably too important to oh, the way this yeah, team plays. Yeah. But yeah, but he wasn't good enough, right? It's no, like for it sure. wasn't for sure. good enough. <laughs> and if you're not good enough, that's you gotta you gotta accept it and 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 face it and move on and be better. I yep. mean, it's that simple. I mean, yep. people are going to say, is he, is he stupid? No, I'm not stupid. It's very simple. You got to be better. And if you're not producing, then you got to look at why am I not producing? Am I just that bad luck? Like at some point, it's not bad luck. It's right. Okay. I made a, I made a pass. There was an offside. Great. Awesome. Hey, we're all in this together. But if you're not producing, you're not producing. There's no like, oh, almost. We almost won today. We had three posts, but we lost four nothing. You know what I mean? It doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's that black rubber thing there. When it hits the, the, the net, the mesh net, that's, that's what you get rewarded. Almost or, ah, uh, it doesn't exist. So yep. somewhere, somehow, you have to bury it. You have to, you have to figure out how to make it count, and you have to be on top of your details. And all those little things right now, They'll get back to work, and they're going to put it all together because they are a championship team, caliber team, and they'll be ready to go. That'll be fine. All right. Well, they need to put a new roof on it with Red Hawk Roofing. Get over to Red Hawk Roofing today. If you've had any problems with your roof or any time you might experience some because Red Hawk is available 24-7, and they have very fast response time, so they will take care of any issues, even if it is an emergency-style situation. They've got your back when it comes to Whatever might be going on. Doesn't even have to be your home. If it's your workplace that has problems, Red Hawk Roofing will do that too. So make sure you get a hold of these guys when it is whatever you're doing with your roof. Uh, they're also big supporters of us here at DNVR. So we appreciate them. And they give free, no obligation inspections as well. So if you're not sure what's going on, give them a call. They'll come out and check it out for you. Uh, if you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, head on over to redhawkroofing.com and tell them DNVR sent you. Uh, and then check out Breckenridge. Uh, no, wrong read. Hold on. Then check out Game Time. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get a ticket to the Avs game, if you're a believer the Avs are going to bounce back, they got a couple home games coming up, get your tickets with game time. Uh, use the DNVR code when you sign up, and you get $20 off your first ticket purchase with them. They're a fantastic app, especially if you're a patient person. You wait till game day, look for those last-minute tickets. You can get great prices on every single ticket you buy. And they have tons of fun options for saving a little bit of money on tickets. Their section selector, where you pick the section, let game time pick the tickets, saves you 18% on average. They have a guarantee that you'll get the best prices there. If you find tickets cheaper on some other place, they'll imburse you 110% of the ticket price on game time. So use the link down in the description to get that game time app today. Use that DNVR code to get $20 off your first purchase with them. Join the over 15 million people that are using game time to get their tickets. That's all I had, but any other thoughts from you two that you guys wanted to touch on that I might have missed? No. No. Tomorrow's another day. Sleep it off. Uh, do we have any super chats? I assume not. Yes. Oh, we did have a couple. All right. Uh, you guys are brave super chatting after a game like that. Uh, $20 from Banks. I don't know if y'all saw the score at all, but my puck line didn't hit. Oh. Yeah, that's a tough look. It's a tough look, Banks. Just wanted to give big love to the guys and gals. Megan, you're the best. Uh, that provided the best Avs coverage there is. Favorite podcast, hands oh, down. Banks. Appreciate you, Banks. You spelled Megan's name wrong. No, don't make him feel bad. <laughs> Uh, $10 from Candlejack, who says, glad I didn't shell out $120 to go to this game tonight. Uh, he could have spent less if he used game time. I'm just saying. I'm not worried per se, but yeesh. All the leaders were invisible tonight. Maybe they need another Cogliano speech or something. Yeah, it, it starts from the top down. We talked about it a lot. If those guys aren't going, I think it's hard to expect your other guys to be going, especially when it's been three of four games. 
Uh, and then $10 from Melanie who says major bummer hard as a fan to watch your team look like poo. <laughs> that being said, I believe they will find their way For onto sure. the next always at least some positivity from Melanie. We appreciate I that. Love it. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. We're going to let this painful game end as we're into tomorrow at this point. We are off this Sunday. So today, tomorrow, whatever. Uh, no pod today. We'll be back Monday talking abs hockey. And uh, keep your eyes peeled this next week. We're gonna pretty sure we're going to have a pretty cool show on Wednesday. So should be a fun time. <laughs> Don't forget one thing tonight. Come on. Daylight savings time. Oh, that oh is tonight. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we get to stew for an extra hour about this game tonight because we're yeah fall back right. So the clock goes. I think back. it starts in the spring. Oh, okay. So we we still fall back one. Uh, fall back. Anyway, is that good? I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't remember which one. No, no, no. no, no, no we we gained an, an hour. hour we gained an hour. Okay, so okay. right now, like technically, it's eleven oh seven. No, I mean, right. I mean, I know it's at two o'clock, but I'm saying like mentally, it's. Cool. It's only 11 right now. It's not that bad. We appreciate y'all. Like and subscribe. Keep your eyes peeled on the YouTube channel. We will talk to you later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We all silly like the mayor.